0: I'm speaking today about the times of refreshing of God's presence. We read in Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Now change your mind and heart towards God and turn to him so he can cleanse away your sins and send you the appointed times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. The appointed times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord speak to us firstly about the sovereign outpourings of the Holy Spirit as seen throughout the history of the Church. The word used for times here is kairos, which speaks of God's appointed times, not the Greek word chronos, which speaks of clock-appointed times. So we have the outpourings of the Holy Spirit throughout the history of the church. This scripture also speaks about our practice of personally abiding in the presence of the Holy Spirit through our own faith, our own times that we appoint to be with God and that he appoints to be with us, which is all the time actually. These are times of refreshing. And the word in Greek there is anapsyxis, which means literally a recover of breath or revival, to breathe again. So we have the appointed times for the church and then we have a personal abiding in the presence of the Holy Spirit. The sovereign outpourings of the Holy Spirit for the church began with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And they have continued in the many revivals in different times and in different places throughout history, including those moves of God that have occurred in perhaps our living memory over the last couple of generations. The personal times of refreshing for us is the practice of abiding by our faith in the presence of the Holy Spirit through a desire to draw close to God with a conscious focus of our mind and heart upon his nearness to us. This is beautifully typified in David's remarkable Old Testament heart-to-heart experience that we read about in the Psalms, where he yearns for the presence of God in his life. And even though David did not have the New Testament gift of the Holy Spirit, as we do, his experience was prophetic, of our abiding with Jesus and the Father through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Adam began life dwelling constantly in the presence of the Lord until he was tempted by darkness to put God out of his mind and to act as if God was not there or that God could not see him. He acted in an independent self-determination in his own self-interest to foolishly take for himself What only God could give him, which was a mature knowledge of good and evil. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 14, it says, Now that you have matured, you are able to discern truly good and evil. But Adam ate the fruit of the tree of good and evil, and in disobeying God this way, he took to himself a darkened and distorted interpretation of what was good and what was evil because it was focused upon a self-centeredness of life rather than a God-centeredness. He lost his peace and his sense of oneness with God. And then the hidden human flaw of hostility towards God, which is spoken of by Paul in the book of Romans, where he says the carnal mind or the natural human mind is hostile towards God. That was exposed in Adam before God right in front of God and that shocked Adam to his core so that he ran and hid in his naked shame from God. Adam played hide and seek with God. God looked for him, called out to him, asking him where he was. We read about it in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 9. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. God has been calling out where are you to mankind from that time on. And humanity still hides from the presence of a loving God, putting him out of their minds. He calls us to rethink and turn back again and to embrace his presence. God's heart for all mankind always was and still is that we should live in his presence. His presence was and still is the reality of life for all humanity, but man has learned to hide from that presence and to put God out of his mind. So while God is always present for us, we can choose not to be present for him. That mindset of separation and isolation is the most tragic kind of suffering there is. Whatever kind of suffering we experience, and there are many kinds, can be endured if we know we are in the presence of the Lord. Paul tells us to reckon yourselves alive to God. He says that in Romans chapter 6 and verse 11. We are alive to God in his presence. Paul says reckon yourselves. To reckon a thing means to render an account of something as true and accurate, and to live your life accordingly. The suffering which seems more real and immediate is the kind that collides with our outer senses because of the vulnerability of our limited humanity when it's under stress. And this kind of suffering can take up all of our attention and cause anxiety, mental and emotional fatigue. The whole world has experienced that kind of suffering over the last two years of pandemic and now in the current threat of war because of Russia's aggression against Ukraine and also in the current deadly floods along our eastern coast. So why now when we read that scripture? Let's read it again. So that the appointed due seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. It's at the time of its greatest need for comfort and care that the world's experience for such a long time it is being shaken and shocked in every way. Now is a time for receiving the very thing that we were created for from the beginning, the presence of God with us in our inner being. God is with us in our times of collision with the sharp edges of a hard world. He lives for that closeness. It was because of his love for that closeness with us that he sent us Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us, to be your strength in that difficult thing that you are facing now. You will be given the grace of the presence of God in that place of struggle. He will cover your weaknesses and vulnerability with his mercy and love, just as he covered Adam in the garden. In Psalm 139, verse 3, we read these words spoken of David's heart concerning the presence of the Lord with him. You know everything about me, Lord. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too great for me to understand. It's all too wonderful for me. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. There was an appointed time, a kairos, appointed of God, when God heard the cry of his people who were under the yoke of slavery in Egypt, and he delivered them out of bondage and said to Moses, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. There was also an appointed time for God to send the Holy Spirit upon all flesh, that's all of humanity, to join us to the life of Jesus. There have also been appointed times in the shaking of all things as in the Reformation and other moves of God so that God could expose what things needed to be reordered according to the way of his kingdom. And that includes the reordering of our own minds and will according to his will. What remains and what has to go? My prayer is that at this time of God hearing the cry of his people, And at this time of shaking that there would be a reordering of things according to the way of his kingdom and that he will once more pour out his holy spirit on all flesh and that he will say to us my presence will go with you and i will give you rest my prayer is also that in the meantime we would draw near to god with the faith that we are indeed abiding in him and in his presence because His Holy Spirit is present with us, awakening us to become present with Him. Here is a prayer to be said many times a day. I welcome your loving presence, Lord, and your powerful work on my behalf in the world of the unseen. I recommend you pray that prayer whenever you get the chance to draw aside or if while you're doing something You just send that prayer to God and invite and welcome His presence into your life and that will become an established way of life for you. You will reckon yourself alive to God and to His presence and your life will flow from that accordingly. I've attached a page of scriptures concerning the presence of the Lord with us. These scriptures are words from God to us assuring us of his presence with us. And their words of us to him, seeking his presence. They're words that are a conversation between God and ourselves. I commend these scriptures to you. Take them, sit with them, meditate upon them. Pick out one or two or three that speak to you very personally. And speak those scriptures into your heart and into your spirit. And have that formed in you and you welcome his loving presence into your life in Jesus name the lord bless you all amen